What on earth is that? It's a Journey in the Comics Network production! What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Dick here with another episode of Podcastrophe. This is episode 141. I am your host, Dick, as I just said. And it's been a very long time. I think the last official episode was like back in August of 2020, maybe September, but I'm thinking August. And uh, not a lot has gone according to plan. I've definitely slacked in terms of getting the show back and uh Carrying forth my plan. Take these fucking headphones off. I don't want to hear my voice. Yeah, there you go. You don't need headphones. Uh, I don't. Um, but no, it's um, it's been weird getting back on the horse. Maybe it's weird if is would it be weird if I wore the headphones? I don't know. Let me see. I'm gonna wear the wear the headphones. Um, but yeah, I've uh, I had this plan where I was leading up to episode 150. Sounds very nice in here. It does, right? You got it dialed in very nice. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, I was going to have, for the next 10 episodes, people on that were just staples of the show, my favorite guests to interview leading up to episode 150. And while I'm still kind of doing that, because you were, in fact, on that list. Oh, thank uh, you. You're you're a very big part of this show and its creation. And um, even while it was going on, you've been a very big guest on a lot of very big episodes. I always love coming on your show, bro. And well, not you know what I'm saying, but like, I like hanging out with you, obviously, but our conversations are second to none, especially when we're in the podcasting environment. I feel like you and I have an energy where we channel just like our ability to fully open up the communication Mm -hmm. and just go. We have podcasted until I vomited. Yeah. In Nick's toilet. Like, (laughs) yes. Infamously. So like, yeah, I love podcast free, obviously. Building to 150 for me is really makes me do a weird, strange look at the bigger picture. Cause like, sure. It's fun to be like, Oh, JIC did 150 and that was cool. And you were a part of it and that was cool or whatever. And guys, if you don't recognize his voice, because I didn't introduce him, this is Nate Phillips of the journey into comics podcast. Did you not introduce I me? didn't. Whatever. I didn't. We just started talking. <laughs> this is the introduction right now. Yeah. Whatever. This is so real. It's fine. But like the, the real thing is this though, is like, To be friends with someone who pushed and is still pushing for this. Like 150 is a lot. That's a lot of work to put in. 150 times you went to the bat for two hours or more or whatever. Yeah. Is a lot. And sometimes you did it alone and that's a lot. But when you look at your body of work, you're like, wow, man. Like that, like there's nothing better than going back and reflecting by actually just listening to those old episodes. Just pick a random number in your catalog, bro, and listen. I've done it. Uh, I've mostly listened to like uh, episodes when they come up in my memories on Facebook. Uh, there you go. And it, it'll be the Rolo episodes. Those are the ones I've gone back to and listened and been like, damn, this was funny. He was a funny fucking dude. Definitely. But there, I mean, and not just with Rolo, but there are other moments and guests that I think have happened on your show. Specifically, I think you and I had a really funny one, which was the VR porn. Yeah, POVR porn. POVR porn. Yeah, that was like episode now 17 in 4K. Or uh, yeah, for real, and the Oculus Quest too. But um, 
no, man. You said, hey, let's do a podcast. It's been far too fucking long. And here I am. And that you was know, episode 18, I believe. 17 or 18. I think it was 17, but it might have been 18. It's it's somewhere in that range for sure. Uh, however, you said something, and I also want to say something because, uh, you know, we need to catch up a lot, I think, in, in the podcasting world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't sat down with any single person and talked about anything that happened to me from August of 2020 to now. And, um, you know, because you're my friend, it's been a lot. Yes. Like, a lot. Yeah. And I don't even know if I've said, like, Everything I don't know what I will exactly say in, in the spur of the moment, shit. But there's just been a lot of change in my life. I think, but the, there have been a lot of changes in everyone's life. 2020 was a very transformative year for our entire world. Yes, yes, it was. <clears throat> and you know, it's this is my first official episode of Podcastrophy since 2020. Boom! You and know, now I, you're in the realness. I put out like a like an update video. It was like, or not? not it was a video and an audio to kind of cover both podcastrophy and 30% reviews and to announce that I was making uh, happy fun metal time, my official show for a little while. And then that kind of fell, fell off. However, earlier this week, we did record another happy fun metal time. Me and Nick did. Nice. Uh, we interviewed a uh, grave ripper nice. on your shirt. Yep. I'm wearing it today. Right there. Uh, so yeah, we interviewed them and we barely talked anything about their music about that. We mostly talked about the donkey Kong two soundtrack. Man, sometimes a good conversation <laughs> though comes from a random place. And if it was yeah. Donkey Kong too, what was fucking Donkey Kong? No, it was too? it was a, a riot. That's amazing. It was a good time. That's definitely. Definitely awesome, bro. But uh I don't even know where to begin. Like I'm not trying to take your show over. No, so what it. do you want to talk to me about? This what are we gonna talk so about? The cool thing about the show is it's always been guest driven, you know? And yeah, you, and you, you being the host of your own podcast, you have this tendency to host a podcast and that's there's nothing wrong with that because that's that's you yeah i know that's absolutely you uh, so I, I i am always down for my guests to take the reins and go down the road that they want to go down and if i have something i wanted to talk about for the day then it just becomes like a news show you know well no, which that's... when i had co-hosts that's kind of what it ended up being it's like what's the topic of the week like what's going on in shit, entertainment current, and shit. current events and stuff so um and that's and i can even though i can still totally do that like part of me rebooting this show is to get back to the one-on-one conversations and talk, either talk about their life, talk about the things in their life that are, you know, either important to them or showcase something that's important to them or, you know, just things that they've been thinking about, man, that, that, that might make other people think or Stuff like that, you know? See, you get my brain turning when you say shit like that because I think a lot of things. But um, <laughs> I think that 2020, uh, just to quickly reflect on that year, was like essentially everybody forced to become cognitive and, and real with who they really are. Mm-hmm. Every person's truest truth. It's as if... To reference Falcon and Winter Soldier, we all took the Super Soldier Serum and saw our truest selves, you know. And in seeing our truest selves, a lot of changes happened. I was in a relationship for 13 years. Now that is no more, and that's okay. There are a lot of changes that had to happen with that, and there's a lot of my story that's, like, even deeper than that, you know. So, like, where I'm sitting now and reflecting on the year that was is very interesting. Because August of 
2020, I was in a dark spot. And April of 2021, on my actual literal fucking 34th birthday, we're recording this together. Um, It's cool to say, like, the darkness that I went through and that, like, whole, like, oh, just keep pushing, it gets better and shit. Like, no, it doesn't get better. You're probably like, wait, what? Swerve. Oh, shit. No, it it doesn't get better if you don't help it to get better. Yeah. It stays bad if you spin your tires, if you make no changes, if you give no effort, if you put nothing forth, you in turn will literally spin in that perpetual darkness of never getting better. However, I didn't feel like I was about that. And I had a plan and no one believed in me. And I want to just be honest with you right now that my support group, the people closest to me in those moments, even in the thick of the darkness, didn't think what I saw as a possibility being a possibility. And if everyone were to trust me, I would be in an even different spot than I am now. One person was on board, one was not. And my goal was I'm going to go and dive into something I am passionate about. Because I think that as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that you need to chase the things that make you happy. Mm -hmm. Not the things that necessarily make you money, but if you get lucky, you can get lucky. And and I'm sitting here as proof. You can intertwine those two Mm -hmm. fucking And not necessarily the things that make you happy, but the things that give you fulfillment. Bam. God damn it. You're exactly right. Yeah. So I, uh, Mm. first of all, got on Indeed and started job hunting for a gig at a dispensary. I wanted to do that. I wanted to have that experience. I think I am a great salesman. So the opportunity to be out there in the world and talk to people about cannabis, which has helped change my life like exponentially, well, fuck yeah, I'm going to do that. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So uh, I applied and applied and applied at a bunch of different places. One place gets back to me and I got the interview and I was really nervous in the interview. The lady said they'd email me. And then when I got the email, it was, hey, we're not moving forward with hiring you. And I was like, oh, and it hurt. It stung really bad because I thought that was it. I was crushed. And then I kept going on Indeed while I had started doing Instacart, which was a fun, interesting venture, especially during the pandemic. I'm a very meticulous person. So if you give me a list of shit to get, I'm finding that list. (laughs) Hell or fucking high water. And there were, of course, exceptions to the rules because sometimes stuff sells out before you get there. There's unexpected and whatnot. So you do have to make exceptions, but I had a like really great track record and shit doing Instacart and made a fair amount of money. But in doing that, I kept looking for the dispensary opportunity and a new one was popping up like right by where we lived. And they actually fucking hired me, man. And day one, I was like super nervous and sheepish. And you have all these like really big personalities of people who are also nervous and sheepish and they themselves are in defense mechanism mode where they're being loud and trying to mm-hmm. act Billy badass or whatever, have these large personalities because they are big personality people, but they're doing it right off the bat because they're terrified. We're all scared, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I'm getting people who are like, you know, they said the most interesting one of this one girl who I, I think is an amazing human. Uh, now that I've worked alongside her for a while, uh, day one of the fucking orientation, raise her hand or not raise her hand, but she gets to the point where they like, they had went through each person and said, you have to stand up 
say your name, say an interesting fact about yourself. Of course, I talked about how our podcast network has been heard in 126 different countries around the world and how, you know, our band toured all these different places, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then yeah. everyone's like, whoa, that's pretty intriguing. And then she stands up and says, I'm Mexican, but people think I'm white. And they mess that up all the time. That was her interesting fact. <laughs> And again, it was a whole guarded thing. So like, we're all very nervous and the store isn't open. It's not like we're going into a place where we're trained on the fly because it's a business that's already open and running. This is a brand new, we are the first class. We're the fucking X-Men, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm not Cyclops, but I'm one of them. I'm probably Beast, I guess. He's analytical and shit. So yeah. Um, anyways, we, uh, you know, we've been trained and we opened the store and then it's been like kind of building gangbusters mode. And it's really interesting because when we were in orientation in December, one thing that kind of stuck out to me that I'd never heard in an orientation before ever, like you've been in orientations for jobs before. And have you ever heard them say been to one, huh? I've been to one. Well, I guess technically two orientations. Okay, sure. Cause you had a job before Subaru, right? Yeah. But it, I didn't have an orientation for that. I, both of my orientations were for Subaru. Oh, interesting. Temp service and then getting full-time. Full-time. Okay, okay, okay. So still, okay, so still, so orientation is a whole process of sitting down, learning the ways, right? They don't really behind-the-scenes shit as much. No. Literally, one of the first things they say is, look, we want to promote all of you. You got hired here so that we can take you and go other places and make, make this thing big. And it was like, oh, okay, sure. And then we meet the people who are now my, at the time, bosses. And I find out that one of them had only been in the company for a whole year and is already assistant general manager to this store. One year's time and you're already an assistant general manager on salary. Okay, sign me up. Like, I'm about that life. Like, mm -hmm. that could be a really great lucrative opportunity. And it's selling weed. Like, double down, bro. It's great. So then January hits. They pull me into the office. I'm like, what's going on? Am I in trouble? We'd only been open about a month. Hey, man, I just want to let you guys know um, we're making you employee of the month. First one for our store. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm the first dude? They're like, yeah, man, you're, you're, you're just your work ethic is unmatched. Anybody, blah, blah, blah. They suck my dick, essentially. They didn't really do it. That's a PR nightmare. It is. They yeah. metaphorically sucked my dick. And it was nice. Um, and I <laughs> metaphorically came, you know. Uh, and I told him, I was like, listen, I'm here for the long haul. If you keep giving these kind of things to me and opportunities, I'm going to keep producing for you. And then February hit. And I went from a part-time employee making full-time hours to a full-time employee getting full-time benefits and having full-time hours. And it was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. And then like a week after that, they were like, come here. <clears throat> we're going to start cross-training you to do some extra activities so that it will alleviate other people's jobs. So you'll just have a little extra responsibility. You know, it'll be, it'll be cool. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, oh, I'll train, whatever. Not really thinking much of it. March, they pull me into the office. Hey, just want to let you know, we want you to join the leadership team, like be a manager. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, I've only been here like almost like three and a half months and this is already what's going down. Okay, this is amazing. And then like, we shifted our hours and shit. And I've been very busy, man. It's been a lot of working yeah. and everything has suffered. Relationships a little bit have suffered. Uh, podcasting a lot has suffered. Um, time to even do anything other than watch the few shows I enjoy have suffered. But 
um, it's all in just trying to get balance. I've been trying to use days like today to just like zen myself mm-hmm. up. Recenter. Because tomorrow's a busy day. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but tomorrow is a holiday for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. Quite, it's a holiday for many. <laughs> it's a literal holiday, though. I get yeah, double yeah. time the whole time I'm there. That's solid. Fuck. <laughs> I might go in at fucking nine in the morning, even though I'm not scheduled till two and just work 12 hours, man. Bring home that cheddar. But goddamn, bro, it is just good to catch up with you. Yeah, Everything's dude. different. I'm in a new house now. Yeah. You like my place? I love it. Cool. I love this place. It's, it's, got it's a, nice a lot easier to get to. Because I mean, it's it's only like what forty five minutes closer. Yeah, but that forty five minutes was just terrible, exponential. And it's 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 not like, yeah, I don't know. It's not it's like not what it's not the full drive to Chicago, but it's like almost. Yep. So it, it's definitely nice. Like this is just a trip to Indy, basically. Yeah. So and it's not it's, too far. It's away. not hard. Like I don't have to like. Re- and it's so silly that forty five minutes is like the breaker right there. Like I don't have to be like. But that's exhausting because, okay, yeah. double that because you got to take the 45 minutes to go home, right? Mm-hmm. So that's an hour and a half. That's almost two fucking hours that you added on to that, four, that little 45 minutes of time you're considering, you know? Yeah. So it's a lot, man. I do, I, especially being someone who's been in a vehicle a lot, you know? Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's so much easier to get up here and hang out. So much easier for you to hopefully, hopefully it's so much easier for you to get down to us. Oh, yeah. I got a couple three days off coming up soon, and I've already, we're going to have to make some plans. Yeah, man. So, because I'm a day trip out to the motherfucking Lafayette. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's good to catch up. I mean, we've been doing that since 9 a.m. this morning, and it's great. Definitely. We have had a lot of conversation. We've also done a lot of podcasting already. We did a whole JIC before this. Um, 341 yes ironically while we're on episode 141 of podcast so, so it's just up to me to keep it going and at then, this point yeah you got to play like if we release an episode next week motherfucker you better be on it you know what i'm saying i'm gonna have to you're like shit okay. i mean i'm off work for two weeks so it's not like go. i don't have time to do you it just backlog some episodes fam start inviting motherfuckers over and start dropping episodes down that's what very I well could very well could now, will your 30% ass actually put forth the effort? We'll see. Yeah. Like, this is the Excited. this week, I actually do have stuff going on, stuff that I'm wanting to accomplish. But and next things. week, I have nothing. Stuff and things. Yeah, stuff and things. Oh, yeah. Like, this week, uh, I am, uh, just to be transparent, I am attempting to file bankruptcy. Score. So, uh, I'm, I'm attempting to better my, fina- my financial situation. Tighten your pockets. Yeah. And then, you know, just do better financially for myself. Definitely. I think that's an important goal for all of us. Lesson that I've learned uh, too. Not that like I'm saying most people that go bankrupt are poor. I'm in a really good position post bankruptcy. As long as they don't take a bunch of my shit, like I make good money. So it's not like I'm going to be without. Yeah. And you can always build your empire back. Yes. Over time. You just got to slow it down to build it back. You know, that's the only difference. I'm not necessarily worried about it. Like, I, I've already been told, like, if I just keep paying on my house, my house, paying on my cars, I can keep my cars. I don't know what they're going to get, like, assets. Maybe. Who knows? Well, they'll probably just change your, your monetary settlement, which affects your lawyer fee, I think. But I don't know. I don't know the science and math behind bankruptcy. I've only been a side seat driver to an active... Because I've already talked to somebody. They say I qualify for Chapter 7. You know what you should do? What? Ask your lawyer for your bankruptcy. Be like, bro, can we do a podcast about it? <laughs> Just so we can get the ins and outs. Yeah, information. 
like informationally speaking like can i just record you talking to me about it oddly enough like before i came up and starting my morning 6 30 in the goddamn morning uh so yesterday i was up until two in the morning and then i woke up at 6 30 in the morning so that sucked last night i went to bed at 10 30 and woke up at 6 30 in the morning so at least i got some sleep there you go um not have slept in like i wanted but whatever but uh no this morning i was just scrolling through youtube none of my subscriptions had uh updated yet or uploaded anything yet so i was just scrolling through recommended and what do i see john oliver with an episode about bankruptcy like wow the internet's listening yeah isn't that creepy i don't i, I don't know ai doing is also creepy but i also like it it could come up regardless but timing is everything Okay, like I shop a lot of different things and just, oh, my phone's ringing. I don't know that number. Don't call me, dog. I almost answered and was like, hey, I'm on a podcast. I don't know you. What do you have to say? And then record their shit. Then they wouldn't even know they were being recorded. They were like, what do you say about it? Fuck off with all that. He just unplugged his shit, you guys. That was just, incredible. Damn, I just unplugged my fucking rookie move. Yeah, that or it wasn't in all the way to begin with. I don't know. Oh no, do we just no? Have a whole I see podcast? my waveform up there. It's it's there. Oh my god, Dick, you pulled a Nate, you Dick. It's there. Oh man, whatever. You know what's weird, bro? Is um, when you're living very, very, very poor, like I had been, because I did, I did live very poor for a while. There, very limited gigs here and there, trying to just yeah. like do it based on independent jobs instead of having a set job. Um, you, you forget like weird creature comforts and shit. So it's like really cool to me that I can go to my job and as I'm working, I can order DoorDash and have my food delivered to me. Yeah. Until they fucked it up. And that's that I, 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 I just said, wow. Now two different numbers that must be spam. Must be. Fuck off, the kids. Anyways, um, sorry. That was probably really loud and awful for your audience. <laughs> it just like totally distracts me though. But work yesterday, long day. There's a lot of people that are working several days back to back to back. 420 is coming soon. It's going to be an insanely busy day. It's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, today's probably fucking nightmarishly busy, honestly. Um, but I'm not there. I'm here chilling with my dude. This Hell yeah, man. Awesome. For so, your birthday. Thank you. It's a great birthday present, honestly. Like having you here has been like a very, I needed the energy. It's a great uplift. I needed it too. Yes. You know, and I've, I've had a pretty decent weekend hanging out with a lot of great friends. I saw my friend Becca, who is a high school best friend that I haven't seen in a few years. You know, she lives in Indy. So I don't get to see her as often. She doesn't come up here. I think the last time she was up here was four years ago. Damn. So it's a once in a while thing. Yeah. And to, I, cool. I've, I think I've seen her since then. Actually, no, I don't think I've seen her since then. Should have I mean, invited her around to a Walk Among Us show in Indy. Maybe. Should have. Should have. Don't know if you'll ever get that chance. And that's, and that's you know what? That's not me being elusive. I genuinely, because of COVID, do not know what the future of Walk Among Us is. Yeah. And that's not to say that Sarah, Veronica, and I are not all on the same page. I think, musically speaking, we can still do anything we want. 
Right. Except for there is still a weird lingering fear because of the pandemic. It's very strange. And it definitely cut the legs out from all the momentum we had. You know, it was a pretty fatal blow uh, to go from, we were at like 73 of what was going to be. We were gearing, I had a plan. We were going to have 2020 was going to be our year. We were going to grind it a little bit harder. We'd averaged about 26 to 27 shows a year. I wanted to have like 30 to 40 to get us to that 100 mark and have our 100th show in 2020. I thought the whole zero, you know, it was fucking Right. I'm trying to be cool here, man. And then the fucking <laughs> dick of COVID was like, and just rammed itself into everything. It's hard man. telling if it was COVID or if it was America. But it was both. Yeah. But it was COVID America. Yeah, because, you know, us as Americans, we have this... uh in, in ignorance s- there's the ignorance but there's this uh this desire this desperate need for our freedom you know and a lot of people don't understand that sometimes in times of need you need to suspend your freedom so the greater good can thrive you know let me ask you this question do you think in lieu of us having physical education classes from the time you're in kindergarten until you're an 18 year old adult in lieu of that, should we have empathy classes? Possibly. Because that is the thing that is missing from America. There is no empathy for the person across the aisle. And I'm not saying everyone's like that. I'm saying a large majority are like that because when you're poor, undereducated, and you're just getting like the cattle-fed education where it's just quick and this is the best you can do and test scores don't matter because we're in the poor community and that's fine. That's what it is. We're poor, whatever. We don't have to educate them. And this is how life is. And it's because of those people, like immediately there's a precedent of the no way out. If you teach empathy from a very early age that ever like, Hey man, if I punch that guy in the fucking balls, his balls are going to hurt. Do you know why I know that? Because if I punch you in your balls, they're going to hurt too. And it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, that will probably hurt my balls. Great. You're right. That makes sense a lot, huh? And if I'm guessing I, you know, stab his arm, it would hurt. And if he stabbed my arm, it would hurt too, huh? And then you're like, oh yeah, I get it. And then they start teaching the emotional side of it because physical pain is one great example. The emotional aspect of empathy in America is greatly lacking. And and and, and and empathy goes not just from race to race. It actually goes, and this is where I'm going to open up a truth that Fred Hampton said a long ass time ago. And for those of you who know Fred Hampton, you know that I'm talking and I know my shit. But his talk about defeating racism wasn't with making black racism, which is what people thought the Black Panther Party was about. It was fighting it with socialism because what is it? It's a class war. It has never been, never, never, even though we see the racism of a black American being persecuted by white Americans for multitude of reasons, those things are in place because the class war exists because classism exists. And the rich people have said, well, we can keep the poor people spending their tires dealing with that stupid shit. We can keep making all the money, man. Mm -hmm. And so these street capitalists have climbed the ranks to the fucking Supremes. And here we are. Here we are in this fucking devastating point in society where you're having kids killed by cops. You're having kids who are driving cars who have warrants for petty crimes being murdered and... uh, 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 
confusing a taser with a gun is not a thing. I don't want to get into that whole thing today because that's a yeah. whole other can of worms. But all I'm saying is, is that if we fight racism and the ideology of, because you know what I noticed? I work in a dispensary. And guess what I see? Every American, mm-hmm. every type of person, white women, black women, Indian women, Asian women, Middle Eastern women, every, every Russian women, Chinese women, you name it, everywhere. But only women. And also men. I, I, was, getting, <laughs> I was getting there. I was getting there. And we also okay. have an amazing large group of non-defined humans who are non-binary and people who are transgendered and are changing their identities who, honest to God, you know what? I have a lot of empathy for those people because it's it's a hard ass thing. Think about this. I want you to really right now in this world put yourself because I had to do this the other day because I was like, I noticed a person's energy at my job. And I was like, man, they're so fucking nervous right now. I don't like that. I don't like that you're nervous when you're here. I want you to feel comforted and good. Like this should be a mm-hmm. happy environment for you to be in. So I call this lady over. I'm just like, come here, dear. Like it's cool, you know. I get her ID. Her ID is a man's ID. And immediately I, oh my God, you have to have nerves because you're walking into a place that's going to ask for your identification. You're going to pull your mask down and immediately they're going to be met with some level of confusion. Then there's going to be the second time you have to do that when you're at the register. And I immediately used her name and made sure she felt confident and comfortable in that situation because could you envision going to a place where everyone else is just like, oh, I'm fucking high and this is nice. And you still feel like mm-hmm. you can't even be yourself. Fuck that, you know? Those are the kind of empathetic moments we need to teach each other as right. well. Right, right. You know? So I like that we got super philosophical out of nowhere. It's crazy. It's all good. Um, That's what this show's about. It's about going wherever it's going to go. Uh, but man, uh, I'm just going to be super random because I feel like quick hits here, a couple things. Um, Surprise, I'm going to release, and I was loosely discussing with this with you earlier. You probably were kind of not quite sure what I was talking about. I'm releasing a mixtape. I'm actually going to start rapping a little bit. Nice, Um, nice. I have a couple buddies that I work with who are really like high quality, high level caliber rap artists. And, um, they're obviously not like world renowned or anything yet, but the quality of their work speaks a lot to me being a musician and already knowing like I have a vast array of loves for all kinds of different styles and stuff. I, I think I have a good eclectic taste of music, you know? Yeah. And can define so much so that I actually have, I built the fucking playlist for our shop. But the music that most of the time you hear when you work, walk in is my fucking picked songs for the vibe of that building yeah. and the energy of that room. That's nice. So, um, yeah. So with all those things being said, I was like just really stoned the other day because sometimes I get to that point. I was out in my garage and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stop talking about because I like write lyrics all the time and like try to like come up with little clever lines and shit. Why not just do it? What's, what's right. stopping me? You know, the only thing that I realized was stopping me is I don't have music. And once I really, once I can really like lock into either finding someone who has the, the sensibility to know when I say certain things, what style I'm speaking on and how to translate that or being able to translate it myself somehow with whatever technology, whichever comes first, 
I've, just learn how to uh, get a metronome while you're recording and just rap to a metronome. And then you could have somebody just vibe off of that. Uh, okay. Okay. That's actually a clever idea. So what I, I, I want to talk about that, the process real quick. Yeah. That's kind of why I'm getting there because I realized something in the garage in the process. Before I do anything ever, literally podcasting, music, anything, performing, I have to have a visual image of it. Yeah. So check it out. What do I mean by that? Well, look at it. I create the graphics for the network. I made flyers for every show that were against the flyers of some people who were like, I made yeah. this flyer. Why do you make a different flyer, you asshole? Like, I made it because I'm artistically fucking expressing myself and amping up for the moment of being on stage. And yeah, this is yeah. what I see, man. That's why I was doing it, you know? So then I realized when I was in the garage, like, I have to visually have that expression first. So I already have the cover for the EP made. It's super cool. I'm tonight or tomorrow going to probably take the picture and get the last image for the back and whatnot. But, like, I'm going to start dipping my foot in a lot of different things, I think. Just for fun. Good. Like, Good. like, what is me making an album going to hurt if it goes somewhere cool, if I release it on Bandcamp or Spotify and four people listen to it? Okay. You got it out there, though. You got, you got your expression out there in a, exactly. in a, in a finished form, of, in an actual physical. Exactly. Physical or metaphysical product. And I mean, I have ideas, too. Like, yeah. of the four or six songs that are going to be on there, two songs are going to have guests and plans and then maybe another one or two. I, you know, those are like long possibilities, but I'm just trying to, um, I want to flex every muscle I can to see what muscles are cool. Cause you know what? I didn't realize that I'd be so great at selling weed, man. Yeah. And I don't mean that like, I'm not trying to be funny about it because cannabis has this negative stigma and I'm not just selling cannabis flour. I'm selling lotions to old people. Yeah tinctures to people whose lungs are severely damaged you know i'm selling edibles to people who literally have throat cancer and don't have their throats very much anymore they can't even talk you know like all across the board people of all shapes sizes race color we already said this you know but like it comes down to what beyond anything else the ability to connect with people yeah and when you can connect with people through one manner right by my logic, and I'm not the smartest knife in the tool shed box. I know that's a fucking wrong thing, and that's fine. I meant to do it. But you should be able to communicate in other ways, too, that makes sense, right? And so I've noticed that some people at work call me a comedian when I'm selling them their weed because I, like, throw jabs and jokes yeah, and shit, you know, yeah. in there. And I'm like, I really thought about it like that. So then I'm like, maybe I should do comedy, too. Like, that would be a fun thing to get into. So I've considered that. So, like... I think that in 2021 and beyond for me, if this is just like me throwing my little Nate's diary on your podcast. Well, no. So <clears throat> there's a connection and all these things that you're telling me you want to do because, and, and they're all connected through this. You've, you've gotten a start one through your band. Sure. Yes. Your, your original band. Yep. Yep. You got to start being a front man there. Yep. You have a passion for wrestling. What do wrestlers do? They Cup entertain promos, the fuck yep. people. They, they entertain the fuck people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Episode title. Entertaining the fuck people. <laughs> they entertain I the mean, fuck out of people. I'm going to send that and, to you. <laughs> thank you. But and like that, that was something I noticed, and I was talking to Brandon about this the other day at work. When I saw Fozzie 
fucking Chris Jericho used his fucking ability to be a, of being a wrestler to come out and put on a hell of a show for us. And I don't know if like his ability to be a wrestler and do that for wrestling fans comes from his love of rock and roll growing up. Of course up. it does. And I think he talks about that um, on, he just did a podcast with Stone Cold and he yeah. said, of course, he was emulating his favorite frontman, and that's where his charisma came yeah. from because he didn't know where to manufacture it from. You have to fake it till you make it. So you pull from sources and places. Yeah. And so yeah. you got you got you got your rock and roll. You got your fucking wrestling. Then you start podcasting, which you take from both of those, and you become a host for. It's been seven years now. That's crazy. You've that been doing this for up. seven years, and you know they say to be to master something, you got to do something for 10,000 hours, roughly. That's considered mastering it. Man, I wonder what that number is for me. I really genuinely do. I guarantee it's up there. (sighs) You know, you've mastered this, and now you want to communicate to people through more music, a a different style of music. You want to communicate to people through comedy. And all of this, you can pull from podcasting. You can pull from all those earlier influences. And experiences, absolutely. And, so uh, I think I think you're in a good spot to make those things succeed well, more so than others. Well, I'm glad you th- you believe in me so much. Uh, you know, it, it's really cool. Despite some people thinking, and and I'm not. I don't want anyone to like sit and think I'm I'm dogging on somebody. Uh, Ollie's bus isn't here for another like. Oh no, I was just hearing wind and stuff. Oh, sure. 19 or so minutes, but um despite people not necessarily believing in this new path, I believed in me so fucking hard I've made it real. And that is, again, here I am again, and it's a different thing, and I feel like a broken record. We did it with Walk Among Us. I'm now doing it with this thing. If I'm given the ability to cut loose and have the people in in the bubble trust in the situations that we get in. Usually, usually I think I can lead to the, to the right situations and scenarios. You know, a lot of the walk among us booking wasn't no offense, Sarah and Veronica going out and getting shows once in a while, they would get thrown like, Hey, I know the band through you, but I have a show shot, you know, and they'd get to me. But for the most part, I was literally hunting like a fucking sniper. Yeah. I did I not can see care that. if it was a show that was within driving distance and had a possibility of having 10 people in the crowd that had any modicum of knowledge of Danzig misfits. We were going there to make an impact. And, um, it went places, man. Like we got to fucking meet Glenn Danzig, not just meet him. We actually got to take a picture, which is forbidden for most people. Yeah. Meet him and him. Meet Acknowledge him as, us. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Meet him he, as walk among us, not as fans. He, and he, and he acknowledged us. And that is like, Dude, man, heroes, like that, not reflecting. I'm 34 and I'm like, not trying to be emotional, but like not everybody gets to meet their fucking heroes and be on, not even on that level, but kind of, you know what I'm saying? And respected, I guess, is maybe the best way to say that. Yeah. But like, it's hard for me to look back and go, man, 15 year old me was confident that I could do all this. No, even now I'm like, oh God, I'm a ship in the sea. I hope everything's good. You know, ah. uh-huh. but I think I have a better rain on the boat now. I'm, I'm actually trying to steer it and I'm looking for a specific island, not Epstein's. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's not there anymore. You could get it. 
Yeah, but I don't. That's nasty, dude. There's probably some dark fucking energy in that place. You know, you're you're probably right. Like you're probably you know, very ghost right. hunters and shit. One day in like 29, 37, we'll go there. And I'll be like, this is where the fucking awful Epstein. This is where the fucking happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this is fuck island. <laughs> fuck island. Three thousand for the fuck people. <laughs> but no, man. Um. I don't know where to go from here. There's been a lot of things we feel we've philosophized a little bit, um, talked about classism, and I think that's the root of the problem, really, at the heart of it. I can see because think about it: if X person is given an opportunity and they flourish, I'm a great example of that. But then X person was not given said opportunity, and they just keep not getting said opportunity, and they fall to the bottom. Are they a better person or not? It has nothing to do with it. They just weren't given the opportunity. Yeah. I've said that before too. It's like, you know, I don't think there is, there is systemic racist, but there's also, um, opportunities. Like there's a, a lack of opportunities for those people. Well, the people affected by racism. Because, and it's like, if and they're like, Oh, they don't have to live like that. I, I know plenty of people that were in that situation that got themselves out. I'm like, good for them. But they didn't have the same struggles as those same yeah, people. Not everybody has the same struggles. Not everybody gets the fucking air Jordans and fucking can jump 10 feet in the air. You know? Exactly. Uh, my thing too is like, uh, damn it. There was like a very, very poignant point. Some motherfuckers are given sandals. Some motherfuckers are given sandals. That is very true. You can't, you can't fucking, you can't slam it on, in sandals. I'm sorry. It's not happening. <laughs> you can't even get the speed to run up. Your vert is not, exactly. <laughs> You're most likely going to pull an eight and break your fucking ankle, bro. Or nearly break it. I yeah. did that in flip-flops many years ago. It was a mistake. Lessons were learned. <laughs> I crawled from behind my dad's house to the front of the house because of how fucked up my foot was because I was a stupid shit playing in flip-flops. Just shooting by myself. But I did a jump shot and I went to go down and I had flip-flops on. So motherfucking flip-flops, you know? Um, but back to like the the opportunities, it's like um, be, just because right now equal opportunity selections for jobs is a thing, that in and of itself is racist. It should only come down to one factor ever quality of work if your quality of work is good your skin color never matters and it actually should never matter anyways but especially in the workplace right so what do i mean by that i mean by that you should always actually do the work mm -hmm. all corporations are lazy they skim for these top five percent they're looking for well i'll look at 15 male and females who are in the white demographic and i'll look at two for all the different POC selections and that'll be the fair thing and then you get this disproportionate thing where sure you may have one or two of the different people of color who have the opportunity marginally up against the white people in the same job though they're 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 outnumbered so it's like sure you have the opportunity but not really like what i want is there to just be hey man like what are you good at? Let's let's find a place for you in the workforce. Right. Like, what do you love to do? What do you enjoy? And someone who actually sits down daily and goes, okay, I'm going to study with you and learn about your history a little bit and maybe spend a week 
we're going to go through about your job. Okay, okay, okay. And you know what? You know, Dick, you know, you might be in great in cars. However, um, the porn industry needs guys like you, you know? <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? How did you know that? And then there's a whole reason that the person says, like, X is why I think that. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I never would have expected to go there, but I'll try it. And you love it. And guess what? Happiness. That's another thing. Do you think that uh, UBI should be a, a thing? Uh, universal. Basic income. Basic income. Essentially, we're put on this earth. No one told us to be born. You didn't get consulted before you were born, did you? Someone no, come down and say, say would you like to be born? No. So then let me ask you this. As you're being raised and you're told about all your financial responsibilities and everything, do you always wonder, well, why was I born if all I'm going to do is have to pay bills for the rest of my existence, right? Well. I'm, I, I don't know. It's, it's actually been a long time since I thought about universal basic income. Um, I think in a country like ours, where we do have an exponentially higher population than most countries that do have universal basic income, uh, I'm also just pulling shit out of my ass. So if, if I'm wrong about something, please correct me. But, sure. Because uh, I don't do my research on this. <laughs> I'm You're just, 30%, man. I'm making some assumptions because <laughs> I know... America has a very large, sometimes dense population. We do. Uh, that is true. And that's that, that and that can be that can be used as an example for a lot of things and a lot of different topics. Um, but on universal basic income, I don't think it's a thing that could work here. Just because there's so many fucking people. Um, I mean, yeah, sure, it could spur the economy and make it actually viable, but our 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 corporations the American corporations, and I'm not saying foreign uh, corporations aren't like this too, but American corporations are greedy. Capitalism is failing because of greed. Capitalism True. could work, but it only works when the rich, the, the people making the money, put it back into their workers, put it back into the economy, not hoard it. See, and I think that's where there should be, re like, I think that that's one thing that could change overall America culture. If, because as you said, the capitalist dream is a lie now because the way that it has been, um, hmm, the rules have been rigged in their favor from the jump. And when you're at the top, you can rig the rules. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you're at the top, you're the CEO of the company. You know what? Pay me this. I don't want to pay you that. I'm telling you this is my salary because I'm the boss, motherfucker. That should not be a thing. Yeah, like There should be regulations where every CEO can max out at X. And that no matter how much money is being made, if you're at this position, you make X. If you're at this lower position, you can make up to X. A or cap maybe out. maybe not a cap, but maybe maybe like a, a percentage cap. Yes, not, percentage cap is then, a smarter way because it's evolving. Yeah, because I mean, there's no competition, and that's what capitalism thrives on is competition. So if you're going to be making the same, if one CEO is going to be making the same as a different CEO, what's the fucking point? So True. make it like a, a percentage, like you cap out at like a percentage based off of your overall company's worth. Yeah. Uh, like look at, look at last year when all these companies got bailouts and what did they do? They still went under, but their, their leadership got raises. Ridiculous. Like how, how, how do you do, how do you, oh my, it's just. It's mind-boggling that they're blatantly just saying fuck you to everyone. 
Well, and that's again, and that's <laughs> because they again, can exactly because they can, and that's a problem. And then that was where some conspiracy theorists got off on the whole concept that the rich are trying to kill all the poor people so that they can have all the land for themselves and shit. It's like that's not viable though, because you kill all the people that are making them money. What are they going to have themselves with no mm-hmm. money? And then, then what? You know? And then you got politicians such as the GOP who don't even represent their own people. Nope. They say all the right things and then do all the wrong. Yep, because they know how to get votes and yeah, dumb. And I hate to say it, 85% of people that vote Republican are poorly educated. There are statistics, yes. Are they 100% right? No, but Did roughly, I just pull that number out of my ass? Maybe. Probably. 63% of all statistics are made up on the spot. 94% of people think that statistic is true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's, I totally get it. Because like the, the Republicans, they're, in a mi- they're minorities. They're, they're, they are a minority in politics. You know, there are more Democrats as people in the United States yep. than there are Republicans. There's a reason Democrats keep winning the popular vote. Because the Republican Party is out of touch. And gerrymandering. And gerrymandering. The only, the, the only way Republicans win is with the Electoral College. The, the only reason they're winning is because they have the filibuster. They, yeah, they have the filibuster in its current form. By the way, since we last spoke, Trump's not president anymore. Fuck you, Trump. Yup. Oh, man, that felt good to say again. Yes. Mm, juicy. Yes. Juicy goodness. Man, bro, bro, a world of change is coming and and then some, I feel in a good way, because I feel like everybody is constantly evolving and whether you're evolving for your betterment or your worserment, I know worserment's not a word, but whether, whoa, whoa, Dick's computer was angry. That was weird. Um, But. To me, it just seems that everybody has an opportunity and a path to choose to to better themselves. And it's facing your toughest reality, right? It's um, waking up and realizing truths that hurt sometimes. I know personally from experience, we were talking about this earlier. Um, sometimes being awoken to who you are and the, and the bed you've laid in or whatever is all a person really needs to evolve because sometimes when you're falling into a pattern of negative energy Mm -hmm. and, 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 um, I don't even know what the word is, but like when you're, when you're constantly falling into a pattern where, um, you're habitually doing the wrong thing and I don't necessarily mean making bad decisions, but they're just, not to your own self best, best interest, almost self sabotaging, right? It takes waking up to that to be able to change it. Right? Yeah. To just go, oh shit, you know what? Like it fucking killed me and hurt really bad to hear someone tell me those things that I just heard. However, that's what I needed because now I can like focus on my shit and get right and feel good about existing. And that's the most important thing. We should never struggle with our women we are all going to struggle in life but we should never have to struggle with our existence Mm -hmm. and be able to be able to live in a peaceful place um it's sometimes a lot more difficult for people to find that place especially with the struggles they go through so um just man 
try to find a support system. If you don't have a support system, find one. Yep. Find, you know, common real people to speak with. And I mean that because don't, don't be a fuck people and believe QAnon shit. It did. It's not, I said that earlier on the other show, but it's not real. God, you fucking <laughs> dumb fuckwads. No, it's it, not. Di- it didn't go down how y'all planned. Motherfuckers. Any, any of the times. All of the times. <laughs> there was never a fucking sex dungeon in a pizza parlor, you weirdos. That's where that all started from. That, that's where it started. Pizzagate. So, so Pizzagate is the precipice for QAnon. It's another podcast. We have a whole nother day. We'd have to do that. I need you to watch that end of the storm thing. And then you and I should definitely do a post-op on it to talk. And that's, that's where's that up? Uh, it's on HBO Max. Okay. Uh, but to me, the uncovering of it, that whole documentary, learning the story behind it and the nefarious means and um, all is a chess game. All just to see. Like, can you influence dumb people is the real question of Q. And guess what? <clears throat> you can. <laughs> dumb, uneducated fucks will fall for anything. Yeah. And if you fall for anything, you will will, you're willing to do everything. And that's a scary, scary thing that we're currently living with right now with your Marjorie Taylor Greens and the likes that are actually yeah. in power right now. They have some, some level of Q power exists even though the Q Fanon is technically dead. They unmasked him. There's, I mean, at the end of that documentary, you're going to know who Q is. And you're like, oh, oh, oh motherfuckers. Whoa. Huh. You stupid cocks fell just, for that. It's just like one episode or what? It's a one... five episode miniseries, okay. but it literally is. There's an, there's an episode, I think it's episode two or three, that is, again, this guy's documenting just what's going on, okay? Not to give too much away, but in documenting what's going on, he goes and meets with the creators of 8chan. Now, the first creator, the first creator of 8chan is this guy named Fred, who is wheelchair bound. He's got like uh, that crazy bone disease where his bones never fully formed. So yeah. he's, you know, he's he's got some deformities and whatnot and has a special wheelchair and stuff. They're fleeing the Philippines in this fucking thing, literally over some real, real shit. And it is so live action movie-esque, but it is real. And that was what was just like, this dude got the realest insight on all this stuff. And then when he uncovers it all and like pieces it, you're just like, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe how dumb Americans are. I'm so sorry, but we're dumb. We're all dumb. Well, it doesn't help that like the head honcho of uh, Trump's America, Trump, um, he's, he was already in the spotlight. He was already, a a, a a household name essentially from his TV shows and being a successful businessman. Best not. part is he was one of the stupid people that Q set to influence. Yeah. As a whole game. It's yeah. a whole game, bro. All he has to do is say the same thing repeatedly. Somebody's going to be like, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then other people are going to be it's like, yeah, snowball. yeah, that's right. And that, that's why he appealed to so many people because he wasn't a politician. Well, guess what? He was in the, he was in the white house for four years. He's a politician now. Yep. It's true. Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't a politician. Now he is. Yeah. Now but, he's a better uh, politician than he was. <laughs> you're right. You're right, bro. Man. But it, it's, it's the ego. It's the ego that got Trump. You know, Definitely. he wasn't supposed to win. The GOP didn't want him to win. 
I can't wait to see what the fallout from that is because I don't think we've seen the last of the Trump drama. I think he's going to well, be drugged through the mud soon. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, his fanboys are already starting to go down. Look at Matt Gates. Trump refused to meet with him. Because <laughs> Trump knows if he meets with him, that the, but that other dude's already spilling the beans because Trump yeah. was already in on that shit anyway. So this is all, it's all going down anyways, man. But let's not get into politics nope. at the end of this thing here. We should probably wrap it. Yeah, Ollie's yeah. got a bus coming soon. I gotta get him off the bus. Yeah, I got. I gotta head out of here. Get back to the good old Lafayette, Laffy Town, Laffy Town, Laffy. All right, bro. All right, well, dude, thank you so much for being on, uh, and thank you so much for having me up today. It's been so fun. It's been yes. good reconnecting, and you know, getting that solid bro time that we typically don't get because there's usually just a group of us. We almost always are grouped. But that's okay, because yeah. when we're not grouped, we also have a great fucking yes, time. Yes, for and, sure, for uh, sure. I think the last time you and I went solo mode, we went and did the uh, three, the yeah, three, three Floyds. Floyds. And, um, At the very beginning of this podcast. Voice of Survival, that, too. Yeah. yeah, episode four. Yeah. For, oh, yeah. For uh, Podcastrophy. Yeah, Fruit of War. <laughs> the fruits of War. Fruits of War. <laughs> Damn, those were good times. Those Shit, were. Bro. Those really were. But uh, we should probably get out of here. Yeah, officially. What do you tell your guys again? Just to uh, make every day a big, big dick, dick day. day. So catch us on all this shit. And uh, like, you know, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Castbox. Castbox. Tune I, in. Tune in. I don't think I'm in, on any of those. Any I know I'm on Stitcher. I'm Ooh. on Stitcher. Excellent. Uh, yeah, all those. Check us out, you know, download, share. Uh, obviously, this one doesn't have a a video for it uh like i used to do live episodes but whatever you don't always need video change it up to flow yeah so uh nate you can be found on the journey into comics network you know it and we can both be found on rank em all dot rocks yeah so uh check out rank em all check out journey into comics and journey into wrestling all of the journey into comics network productions yeah yeah i've been dick i've been nate and please again make every day a big dick day Pod Daddy out. Bye, guys.